Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. God wants to not only break chains, but to destroy yokes. Chains never start off as chains. Chains often start off as solutions. That becomes habits. That becomes addictions. That becomes chains. So what's now a problem was once a solution. Now, I'm an alcoholic because alcohol was my solution. (laughs) But now it has become my chain. (laughs) What was once a solution that's now a stronghold in your life? In one season, that was your answer. In this season, it's a stronghold. It's chains. Today, God wants to free you I said he wants to free you. He wants to free you. He wants to free you from habits, addictions, mental strongholds, emotional soul ties. That your boo was the answer for a minute because you needed comfort. Now it's a stronghold and a soul tie, and you can't shake it. The devil is a liar. Woo, I felt that thing. I said the devil is a liar. It used to soothe you. Now it torments you. That's why the enemy is cunning and slick. He's a deceiver. Sit down for two minutes. I got to catch a plane at 2 o'clock. But I'm going to try to say something real quick. Sorry, y'all. My brother is here. I didn't even know he was here. This man and I go back. At least 20 years. He's been my covenant brother since we met. And I'm just so honored to have him in the building. I didn't even know he was here. Pastor, prophet, apostle, <laughs> Hayward Hamilton. Just wave your hand, bro. Give it up for him, y'all, please. I said, that's my brother for 20. All right. Remember Hayward? That's my man. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God, my God shall supply all of your need. There's no S on that. Because you really only need one thing. You need the one thing that everything you need is in. You need that one gift that all your other needs in case. My God, watch this, shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Christ is the one need with all needs in him. I'm trying to slow down. Y'all lucky I got a plane to catch. I love that the, the, the ICB version says this, Joe, stay close because chains are... Are, are, are falling off every line. 
in the name of Jesus. Every five minutes, y'all just go like this because something's falling off of you. Matter of fact, do it right now. Just, just swipe yourself. Say, something's coming off of me. Go ta-da-ba-ha. Say it again. Say, something's coming off of me today. This thing has been hanging on for decades, but this day, God declares freedom. I said, I'm speaking to your spirit. You ain't even got to understand it. This day, God declares freedom. Somebody say freedom in Jesus' name. So if I see you swiping, I know you're not being religious. Something's coming off of you. Something's coming off. ICB says, my God will use his wonderful riches in Christ Jesus to give you everything you need. God will use his wonderful riches in Christ to give you everything you need. Ooh, therefore, those of us who are in Christ already have everything. Ooh, I wish y'all could spin around like me because it's a, it's a 360 thing. You have everything you need in Christ. But the journey with Christ is just that. It's a walk. It's a journey. So you don't have, so as you go, you acknowledge him, he supplies. <laughs> you walk a little further, you acknowledge him, he supplies. So you can't see everything you need where you are now. You got to keep walking. We leave his hand because we don't see our need in this step. Somebody say, keep stepping, though. Keep stepping. And as you walk and acknowledge, he supplies. As you walk and acknowledge, he supplies. As you walk and acknowledge, as you walk and acknowledge, as you walk and acknowledge, he supplies. Don't make me write songs because I'll do it right now. Somebody say, he supplies. As you walk and acknowledge, Lord, what should I do? Lord, how should I do? Lord, why should I do? As you acknowledge him, he supplies. All right, and he doesn't give you everything in a moment. Y'all remember manna. Manna fell from heaven once a day. And they tried to hold it and save it till the next day, and it spoiled. Because every day you're supposed to have new things. <laughs> Let me get out of here, y'all. Lucky I got a plane to catch. We've been talking about heavy love, and I can't shake it. The love of God is unconditional. The love of man is conditional. The love of God is unconditional. The love of religion is conditional. If you do it our way, if you shout like we shout, if you wear what we wear, if you shake like we shake, we love you. It's conditional. The love of the hood is conditional. I got you as long as you got me. Unconditional love is I got you, period. Where that love at? I need a love like that. I got you, period. So, hard... We, we've been talking about heavy love, and we've been talking about what stops the flow of love in our hearts. What stops the flow of love in our hearts? We talked last week about jungle fever. Yee! How the laws of the jungle make us sick. Can I review that for a little minute, please? <laughs> let, me, let me get y'all out of here. I'm sorry. So the jungle mindset, which means only the strong survive which means I'm always in a state of not feeling safe. So in a child, I'm so glad the children was up here because a lot of us experience childhood traumas that we develop around and we develop negatively and these become complex traumas in our life. 
Complex trauma means it's, it's, which, it's when you're always in survival mode. Survival mode, doing all you can to survive. Keeping your head up the water, making a way with you. Temporary. But nobody knows this one. Good time. Now, you don't know those words. Survival mode is the mindset created in the jungle of the hood, in the jungle of religion. We don't live from victory. We live for victory. <laughs> we strive for blessings, not realizing we are blessed. Somebody say, I'm blessed. I need water. The enemy trying to dry me out. But I'm going to talk this talk in the name of Jesus. I'll leave it up here. I might spill it, but I'll leave it up here. Thank you, Jarvis. That's right. Somebody say, I am blessed. I'm not looking for blessings. I am blessed already. And when you have that kingdom mindset over the struggle survival mindset, you are a blessings magnet. Because blessings are like, oh, there goes somebody that really gets it. They get it. They get it. They get it. When you're always in survival mode and it begins to change you in a negative way, that's called complex trauma. My wife and I are doing a study with this guy online. His name is Tim Fletcher. Most of what I'm saying will be him and what God gave us. Check him out. Complex trauma. I'm not preaching a sermon today. I'm sharing with you wh where I am. It's more of a testimonial. Y'all with me? So survival mode is the fight, flight, or freeze mode. It's, it's a level of anxiety and shock to the nervous system and the mind. So fight, so you get nervous, you say, boy, stop playing. That reflex is a survival mode. It's an attitude, it's fight or flight, like stop playing, stop playing. You run. It's a survival tactic or freeze. What's going on? What's happening? Why is everybody running? Why is everybody fighting? Fight. Flight or freeze mode is a level of shock to your nervous system, and it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a subconscious reaction, but it's all for survival. And when you continue to be in fight, flight, or freeze mode, you develop dysfunctionally. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So as a child, in fight, flight, or freeze mode consistently, in other words, you live in the hood, bite, bite, you hear gunshots all day, so you walk into school hoping you make it. There's always fights. You hope you got to develop. Now you got to develop and be tough because you got to survive and be protected. Because Satan, oh, the reason why I'm talking about this, y'all, is because most of us develop in a wrong way because of unmet needs. A basic need for a human is safety. I have to know I am safe so I can be Ty. I can never express who Ty is at three years old if I never feel safe. So I grow up in the hood and I never develop creatively because I'm never safe. Or I grow up in religion where you're wrong, you're wrong, you're going to hell, you're going, and I'm never safe. It's a basic need that was unmet. So now it develops complex trauma, negative thinking. It's messing up how I process relationships. It's messing up, oh, oh, oh okay, here we go. Can I keep talking? Are y'all with me? 
All right, I know y'all are listening. My wife said, babe, they listening. But I'm used to a talkback church that used to scream and didn't even know what the preacher was saying. So as a child, for the most part, you got to adapt to survive. The jungle is the forest of unmet needs. That's why I started this lesson with, and my God shall supply. <laughs> Somebody say, all my needs are met in Christ. All my needs are met in Christ. Everybody say, all my needs are met in Christ. One more time, one more time. Say, all my needs are met in Christ. Because we make decisions based on unmet needs. As a child, I ain't talking about you yesterday. I'm talking about three, the kids that was up here. The developmental years when you become a soul. When you become a person. When you become an individual, three to, zero to five years old. Those are the developmental years when you have basic needs. And if they are not met because of dysfunctional environments or dysfunctional religion or false religion or dysfunctional parents, you got to adapt to survive. And most of our adaptations are wrong. We are naturally wired to go away from pain. You don't have to tell a child twice not to touch fire. <laughs> that one time, okay, all right, it's okay. I'll never touch fire again. They probably won't even turn the light switch on. We are naturally wired to go away from pain. So because that's a natural wiring, we naturally find a solution to that pain. So in basic, when basic needs are not met, yo, that causes pain. And so we naturally try to find a solution for that pain, which now becomes principalities and chains. I hope y'all with me. So the jungle causes us to suffocate basic needs. Spiritual needs, emotional needs, physical needs, relational needs, intellectual needs. These needs are rarely met. In the jungle, our parents, our family, our environment should have met these basic needs, physical needs. Be there, Dad. I'm going to find you. That's a basic need, physical. Be there. So if Dad is not there, that's an automatic gap in your basic needs. So you got to fill it with something or somebody or you just kill that part of you and say, I don't need nobody. And then you meet a real one and you reject them. Y'all not with me this morning. I don't know where y'all at. I'm sorry. Yes, you are. You're listening and I'm so sorry. Charlie, it's good to see you and your family, baby boy. So these basic needs are often not met. Check this out. Basic needs include attachment. Soon as a child, y'all follow me for a minute, it's going to get good. Are y'all with, with me? Stop. Stop it, Ty. Stop it. Stop it. Basic needs as a child. So everybody just rewind time for a minute. I know you got a situation right now, and your husband getting on your nerves or your building. Let's not, let's rewind for a minute. Let's, let's just, because your issue with him is deeper than now. Your issue with her runs deeper than what's now. Because if you had a healthy environment growing up, you'll have patience. It got quiet to my right. Let me go to my left. If you had a healthy environment growing up, you will have more long-suffering. It's quiet to my left now. Let me just keep. I'm sorry, y'all listening. Shut up, Ty, and just teach. 
basic needs includes attachment. As soon as a child is born, they look for attachment. I got to connect with somebody I trust. <laughs> so if you're too busy or not available emotionally or intimately, I have to murder the need for connection because it hurts too bad to have a basic unmet need. So I'm wired to go away from pain. And since it hurts to want you, I kill the part of me that wants you. It's a basic unmet need. It's called soul murder. Ooh, I'm itching. This is so good. I'm itching. Soul murder. Attachment, connection, and intimacy is a basic need. And if you do not have that as a child, you either search for it in dysfunctional ways or you murder it and say, I don't need to attach to nobody. And the culture of the hood cultivates that. You're right, we don't need nobody. And the church religion does the same thing. All you need is Jesus. So the church and the hood got us encouraging complex trauma. Because the truth of the matter is you need somebody. I'm trying not to yell, but this thing is real to me. You need, look at your neighbor and say, oh, 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 you need somebody. Yeah, I know you bad and bougie, but you need somebody. So the hood made us hard. The church made us holy. Two chains. Somebody say two chains. I feel like preaching two chains today. Ain't that a bar? Hook me up, D'Angelo. Hook me up with a song. Hook me up with a song. Hard and holy. Two chains that are celebrated. If you hard in the hood, you celebrate it, but you're soulless. If you're so holy you can't connect with people, you're feared, but you're soulless. You can't even connect with people maybe because you lost connection. Somebody hold your phone up and say, I need connection. Hold your phone up and say, I just need, I need connection. I need connection. I need bars. <laughs> Come on, D'Angelo. I need bars. So because the desire... Please do. Where's her microphone, please? Just one time. Just one time. On, and man. so when he's talking about the complex trauma, he's saying that when you don't have it, it's soul murder. That's basically becoming self-reliant or self-sufficient. And self-sufficiency um, goes into pride. So pride and haughtiness, we kind of get confused. But pride is saying, I don't really need it. You know, I know I, I kind of need help, but I don't know how to ask for help. Because when I was younger, I didn't have, the, I didn't develop that skill to ask for help. And so that, that you start leaning to self-reliancy, and then that, that goes into pride. And then we get caught up in cycles, and we don't know why. But it's the pride that keeps us from love, and it, it's, it keeps us from getting our needs met. Somebody clap and just swipe yourself and say, I'm getting free today. Clap and then swipe and say, get off of me. Get off of me. Pride. Get off of me. Rejection. Get off of me. Abandonment. Get off! Every chain is going to be destroyed today. I said, we're going to the root and we're uprooting some things and these yokes shall be destroyed because of the anointing. It's a basic need to attach and have intimacy and closeness. But because at a young age, the desire for intimate relationship was not met. I have to kill the desire because that desire equals pain to me. 
You don't see it at four years old like, oh, it's okay. Daddy didn't understand that mom. You don't see that at four. It just hurts not to have what you basically need. And we're naturally wired to go away from pain. What's causing the pain? The desire to attach. So I kill that desire and now you meet the one. And you can't connect with her. You can't connect with him. Because the desire is gone. We murdered that in our soul, but I speak resurrection in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said I speak resurrection in the name of Jesus. To receive and express love is a basic need. I ain't going to go into all of them. Acceptance, basic need. Validation, basic need. Encouragement, basic need. Now, encouragement, we study. It's not just when they win the race. Yeah, yeah. When they, win the, when they win the race, good job, Johnny. Come here, Johnny. Good job, Johnny. You did so good today. Yeah, number one. We're number one. Woo, you're good. We think that's encouragement. That's validation. I'm just telling y'all what I'm learning. That's validation. Encouragement is more so the environment to create courage. God, help me break this down how you gave it to me. It's more so like a greenhouse. In order for certain plants to grow healthy, they need a separate environment that encourages growth, Alice. So it's not just when I do good, you say good job. That's validation. It's all throughout the house. You're the best. You amazing. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, mom, I didn't make it. It's okay. You know your God got you. It's the environment of encouragement. Does your home have the environment of encouragement? If not, we will murder that part and we'll be discouraged and hopeless. And if we don't have hope, it's hard to have faith. Because faith is the substance of oh God. It's the substance of things hoped for. You understand what I'm saying? Environment. So if mommy and daddy's always arguing, that's not an encouraging environment. I'm just telling y'all now. So if your kids start failing in school, if they start acting, I'm just telling you now, yelling around the house is not the environment of encouragement. And I'm not, telling, I'm not just telling you to create that atmosphere. I'm telling you now, I'm also exposing to you that may have been what have, has happened to you. You didn't have the greenhouse of encouragement saying, you can do anything, Link. Don't worry about it. Oh, I tried to make this a thing. Oh, don't worry about it. God, listen, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Just all around the house is peace, joy, and encouragement. And make you think, I can really do anything. Make you join the Olympics and lose. I'm ready to join stuff and lose. I'm ready to lose some stuff. Because it ain't about winning or losing. It's about having the courage to do it. Because somebody just... Lose something. We, we don't even do it because we think we're going to lose already because we ain't got encouragement. We don't even start certain things because we, we already think defeat because we don't have the atmosphere of encouragement. I'm ready for some of y'all to run a race and then lose it. I know that sounds crazy. The fact that you are encouraged to run is the mindset you need to survive, to, 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 to thrive. Okay, let me tell you. So these are the things we murder. I got about five, ten minutes. 
Here are certain things we murder. Soul murder is what he called it. I'm talking to you today, all right? It's an innate thing. Your gut feelings. So as a child, you're five and you're seven years old. You go to Uncle Winston's house. You get a gut feeling. Something ain't right about Uncle Winston. You go back home, and Uncle Winston like, I want to see, can Charity come back over today? Hey, and you, the parent, Uncle Winston, Mom, it's something, I, it's something, I don't, I don't, I don't like Uncle Winston. It's something, I don't like, baby, come on, that's your uncle. You ain't going to play around there. Here, come on, what's that? My emotional needs are not met. Emotions, I'm telling you how I feel. When you, whether your children are wrong or right is secondary. Being heard is first. Letting them know I hear you is solving the unmet need of emotional neglect. Emotions is nothing more than my thoughts. I'm telling you how I feel. And when you reject that, I, 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 I murder that part of me that expects it. So now, you go ahead, that's Uncle Johnny. So you go to Uncle Johnny's house, and he sexually abuses you. Now you molested. Now you, whatever. And it's like, so now, <laughs> oh, oh, come on, that's just Uncle Johnny and this, all that stuff. So now you, you, you murder because you're authoritative. Figures. Now you continue to do things. You got to go to Uncle Johnny's house again and again and Winston's house again and again and again. Now you're forced to do things. Your gut is telling you not to do, but you're not in the authoritative place. You got to do what your parents say. And when you continue to be forced to do things you cannot control that causes pain, you murder yourself. I don't want this gut feeling no more because it equals pain to me. Now I'm going into environments vulnerable because I killed my sixth sense. Now I'm open to more pain. So I murdered a gut feeling. I can walk into dangerous environments without discernment because I've been killed that. Just swipe, y'all. Just swipe. That's all. Just swipe. It's coming off me today. It's coming off me today. Say, it's coming off me today. You murder your conscience. You shut down conviction. You know certain things ain't right. If you lie, that thing hits you like, boo, boo, boo. That's my conscience. You keep lying, it's like, whoa, that ain't right. That ain't right. So now you're being honest and truthful. No, Uncle Winston touched me, and I don't like it. Hey, hey, don't you? That's your uncle, don't you? Wow. So now truthfulness and honesty equals pain. Oh, so I'm just going to be a finesser, a liar, and I'm not going to be a truthful, honest person. It's the same in the hood and in the house of God. We don't grow truthfully. We don't grow honestly. We don't give each other honesty. I look nice? Yeah, yeah. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So you don't grow up honest. You don't grow up truthful because the hood don't encourage that. And the church don't encourage Religion don't encourage that. They don't. They want you to be their way. They don't want you to be honest and truthful. 
Because if you were honest and truthful, you'd be in a prayer line like, and God, and Pastor, your breath stink. Hold on. Hold on. I want the, no, I want the prayer, but your breath stink. I'm just playing, y'all, but I'm just saying. They don't want no truth. They don't want no honesty. Hypocritical. So you shut down your conscience. We must harden our hearts now to avoid the pain of honesty. Okay, Lord, what else you want me to say? Because we murder trust. When you first come into the world, you just trust everybody. You just love, you sit on random people's laps. But you kill that. You murder truth. Truth gets murdered because you got so many family secrets. Oh, God, let me get y'all out of here. I'm so sorry. So it's almost dangerous to be honest, which makes you lie even to yourself. So you start telling yourself lies like, it's okay. It's not okay. Just swipe, y'all. Just swipe. I'm glad we danced earlier because we're swiping right now. Say, it's coming off me today. Say it again. It's coming off me today. Woo. Come on, one more time. Third time for the Holy Ghost. It's coming off me today. Our emotional world is murdered. Your emotions is your ability to feel, to sense, and that gets murdered because <laughs> feelings are not welcome in the hood. You can't even cry. We talked about that last week. You can't even cry because it's a sign of weakness. In the jungle, only the strong survive. So you got to show yourself like you're strong, like you got it all together in the church. Praise the Sister Williams. Come up, 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 high, yeah, high, high, high. You got to act like you got you. You can't show everybody that you confused. You didn't. You ain't even sleep last night. But it's Sunday morning. You like Sunday morning, Sunday morning. But you couldn't even sleep last night because to express or to feel is a sign of weakness. Which removes empathy. Now I can't feel you. Jesus. Now you become narcissistic. I only feel me. Uh-huh. Oh, this is, this is actually a class. I got it. It's a class. It's a class. It's a class. Okay, Lord. Okay. I'll preach next week, but let me just finish this in the name of Jesus. It hurts too hard to feel because I'm not in a healthy environment, so I shut my emotions down. But the Bible says we serve not a high priest. That is not touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Infirmities means weaknesses. Jesus Christ is our high priest, and he knows what we feel like. He knows what it feels like to be lied on. He knows what it feels like to be betrayed. He knows what it feels like to be hated on. He knows what it feels like to only do good and people hate it on you. He knows what it feels like. Thank God for Jesus. Somebody say, God knows how I feel because of Jesus. But emotions are a sign of weakness in the jungle. Hmm. But we're going to switch that today in the name of Jesus. Because there's no, first of all, ain't nobody harder or, or, or more holy than Jesus. Ain't nobody harder. Let me, let me go down this little list real quick that I got. Ain't nobody harder. No one is harder or holier than Jesus. How you going to cry? At Lazarus' grave. 
Show all that emotion and like, oh my God, I thought he was the son of God. He showed all that emotion and then raised him. That's a celebration point. Thank you for being here, Maurice. I'm glad you showed up. It looked like he was weak until he raised him. Somebody say, ain't nobody harder than Jesus. <laughs> he walked on water. That's holy. But because no one can do that, he walked on water. That's holy. Because nobody else can do that. But he walked on water in a hurricane. That's hard. Y'all ain't, ain't nobody harder than Jesus. Somebody say, ain't nobody harder than Jesus. Oh, he turned water into wine. Ain't nobody harder than Jesus. Somebody say, that's hard right there. That's hard. Somebody else say, that's holy right there. That's holy right there. Ain't nobody harder than Jesus. He opened the eyes of the blind man. Ain't nobody. Y'all ain't with me yet. Nobody harder than Jesus. He looked at 5,000 hungry people and he fed them all. That's hard right there. And he did it again with 4,000 people. That's holy right there. Ain't nobody hard. Then the man who appeared weak, he was born in a manger but came from a throne. Ain't nobody harder than Jesus. It appears weak in this realm. Oh, but it's mighty in another realm. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but... Here's the hardest thing Jesus ever did. He loved everybody. Not your set. Not your block, not your city, not your state. He loved. Look at your neighbor and say, that's hard. That's hard right there. That's hard. Ain't nobody harder than Jesus. I'm going down my list and I don't care. Y'all ain't got no way to go. There was a woman who was caught in the. I got to sing tonight. Can you bring me down? There was a woman and she was caught in the act of adultery. They brought her to Jesus. Because they knew he was holy. He said, you know what? You're right. She should be stoned. That's holy because he's the judge. But he said, before you stone her, he that is without sin. Oh, that's hard right there. That's hard. You cast the first stone. Look at your neighbor and say, that's hard right there. Ain't nobody harder than Jesus. I said, ain't nobody harder than Jesus. Live y'all ain't with me yet. And then after they all left, he said, where are your accusers? Where are the people that talk about you? Where are the people that lied on you? Where are the people that betrayed you? Where are the people that commented on your post? They ain't here. And then he went hard again and said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's hard right there. Somebody say, ain't nobody harder than Jesus. I don't care who you are in the hood. I don't care if you're Bishop 2233 or 44. Ain't nobody harder or holier. I got to sing tonight. Bring me down a little. Ain't nobody harder and holier. <laughs> he walked into the church convention. He walked into the conference. He walked into holy convocation. And he saw that the leaders was finessing the saints. Getting them for their money. Making all these money off of worship items. He went in there and said, what are you doing to my father's house? This is probably one of the hardest things Jesus ever did, y'all. He walked up, not to one table, by 
himself. He never said the disciples did anything. He started. He started. He started flipping the tables of the religious leaders. That's hard. I don't know what church y'all at this morning. Somebody say, that's hard right there. That's hard right there. Oh, I got some more for you. I got some more for you. He stood. <laughs> he stood in front of. I got to sing tonight. He stood. He stood in front of the people. And the Pharisees. And the Sadducees. They were like, God in the name of your mother. Jesus looked. He turned his back on them. And he said, don't pray like them. They just want to be seen. Don't even talk to me like them. Go to your secret place. Go to your closet. And the father that sees in secret will reward you openly. That's hard. That's hard. That's hard right there. He said it right in front of him. Don't do like that. Don't do like that. That's hard. <laughs> Here's another thing that's really hard. It's so hardcore to me. It's so gangster to me. It's so shiansin. It's real. It's, this, 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 is, this is a big one right here. He always prayed. Y'all didn't expect that, see? Y'all didn't expect that. That's hard right there. Oh, that's hard. When you always pray, you know where your help come from. You know how to tap into strength. You know how to tap into oil. You know how to tap into power. Oh, that's hardcore right there. Because when you think you can do it on your own, that's weak. Oh, I got a couple of more. Here's a hard one. He's hard for this. Yo, Tim, he said, I know I got to go. But God, he's, Jesus is hardcore. He was under authority with all power. Oh, that's hard right there. I'm under the Father, but I got all power. Most of us got one talent and don't listen to nobody. And you think you hardcore. You, oh, excuse me. That's weak, Ty. To think because you can sing and play that you don't need to be under authority. <laughs> okay, let me just get y'all out of here. He was a triumphant king. Where you at, Joe? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? I need it right here. I feel old school today. He was a triumphant king. But he rode into his city on a donkey. Oh, that's hardcore. I don't need a big horse to show my might. I don't need a big horse to show you I got victory. I can be humble and stronger than everybody up in here. That's hard. Hard. I feel like having. He had dinner with someone he knew was going to betray him. Now that's hard. That's hard right there. Look at your neighbor and say, all right, no, 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 that's hard. And he paid for dinner. And then he looked at him at dinner and said, whatever you're going to do, do it quickly. If you're going to lie, do it today. If you're going to turn your back, do it now. If you're going to betray me, hurry up. I got things to do. I got levels to reach. I got to. 
the hardest thing I think Jesus ever did was take a beating in his back 39 times his guts was exposed ribs was exposed they said slabs of meat was just hanging off of him that's probably the hardest thing he ever did because the beating wasn't for him he got beat for me somebody say he got beat for me now that's hard I love y'all but I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know that's hard and after he got beat he was forced to carry his own cross and after he was beat all night and carried his own cross he was nailed one hand was enough for me but that ain't hard enough two hands that ain't hard enough both feet that ain't hard enough they hung him high they stressed him wide he hung his head pierced him in his side oh that's hard and he died for you for me what are we doing with chains on this morning and he did all that i gotta catch my plane everybody on your feet what are we doing with chains on and stress and habits and addictions and he did all that that's hard man and what's harder than all that tim is on the third day i wish liv was here tim you lucky liv ain't here because if liv was here i said on the third day when they thought it was over on the third day they put extra security around the tomb but on the third day they got the best soldiers to watch the tomb but on the third day he got up he got up he got up that's why you can get up and harder than getting up on the third day is the fact that he got up to keep his word that he would that's hard. It's not just that he wrote, it's that I told you I would. It's not just that he got up, it's that I told you. I told you I would do it. So now, I can trust anything he say. No matter how bad it looks, he still got up. So no matter how bad my life looks, whatever he said, he gonna do it. I said he's gonna do it. Today, we got chains on us from our past from developing around unmet needs. And today God wants to break every chain through his spirit and by supplying your needs. Him supplying your needs will break the chains off of your life. Let Jesus supply your needs in the name of Jesus. When I looked in the Bible, I'm sorry, Joe, I thought I was done. When I looked in the Bible, I'm getting a little excited. Take me up. When I looked in the Bible, they still not with me. Take me up. When I looked in the Bible, the last time I saw chains, Paul and Silas, Brandon, Paul and Silas was locked in jail. Their hands were bound. Their feet were bound. But when they sang praises unto God, when they lifted up their voice, when they prayed, y'all not with me yet. When they prayed and sang praises unto God, the chains were loose and the doors was open. I need somebody to shout out to God till your chains come off. Shout!
praise him to your chains. Praise him. Oh, y'all lucky I ain't got no voice. All right, here we go. Here it is. Prayer and praise. I really have to go. Prayer and praise. We talked about this earlier. It's what destroys the chains. The yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. Not because of praise and worship, but the anointing. The anointing. So you really don't have to scream for your chains to be destroyed. Yokes are destroyed because of the power of God, not because of the noise of the atmosphere. Are y'all hearing me? So today I want you to allow God to destroy yokes in your life. We didn't really get in depth to the teaching because I wanted to encourage you and let you know freedom is available to you today. I said freedom is available to you today. Freedom is available to you today. Every addiction, God can break and destroy. Do I have any witnesses in here? Okay. Can I hear the praises of those who God destroyed yokes off of your life? Can I hear you? No, no, no. Celebrate like you was really, really bound and you was really, really lost and you was really, really hurt. Let me hear you. If he really, really freed you, if he really, really broke the chain, let me hear you rejoice. Today, every yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. Father God, in the name of your dear son, Jesus, we are available and we are open and we release all chains that surround our neck. Every habit that we keep falling to that we know we shouldn't. Every addiction that has bound us. We declare freedom today, not because of our might, but because of your anointing. We go deep into the crevices of our hearts now. Holy Spirit, do surgery on us. Holy Spirit, operate on us. Holy Spirit, go deep into the crevices of our soul. Uproot the damage. Uproot the pain. Spirit of the living God. Destroy the yoke because of your anointing in the name of Jesus. Everybody lift your hands as a sign of surrender. Lift your hands. Your presence is going to change us today. Your presence is going to change us. And I won't go back. I can't go back to the way Declare it over your life. Say, I won't go back. I won't go back. Can't. Can't go back to the way. To the way you For your presence. Declare it. Say, I won't go back. Say. I won't go Every yoke destroyed. Anointing. Spirit of the living God. Flow in this place. Set your people free. Go into our hearts. Take the chains off our mind. Take the chains off our hearts. Free us. Deliver. Set free. Heal. Deliver. In the name of Jesus. Be born. One more time. Say hi. That's what we're going to do. I want you all to commit to prayer.
Commit to going back and uprooting certain things that you developed around. Rejection. So you clung to something. That was your answer. Now it's your bondage. Be free from what rejected you and what you clung to if it wasn't God. I want you to go take mental notes and pray and ask God to destroy. As a matter of fact, that first Wednesday night, the first Wednesday night, I hear it right now. Uh, the first Wednesday night of First Things First, we're going to do Wednesday night warfare. Let's do Wednesday night warfare. Are y'all not ready to fight? Where my fighters at? We're going to bring your problems, bring your struggles, bring your addictions. Bring it, bring it. We're going to go to war in the name of Jesus. And we're going to fight for freedom because Jesus is our freedom in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for freedom today. I thank you for salvation and deliverance. And I thank you for healing. We turn to these things because we was hurt. Not because we was ratchet. We was hurt. Not because we were so bad and rebellious. We was hurt. So heal us. Heal the place of our pain. Heal the place where we shut down love. We shut down emotions. So before we ask for deliverance, we ask for healing, man. We turned to that because we was hurt. We're going to dig into it a little more next week in the name of Jesus. Everybody worship the Lord. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise, everybody. Give him praise, everybody. Come on, raise your voice and give him praise. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.